This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. A nation in turmoil. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Luxury stores targeted. They ripped the plywood off the storefront. This wasn't just looted. It was ransacked. Storefront after storefront after storefront. The tanker truck barreling into protesters. Oh my God, no! The businessman with a machete. He has a knife. Jesus. Overpowered and beaten. Then. Are you okay? Reporters caught in the crossfire. He's shot. He's shooting at our crew. Plus, mom and pop stores. First the pandemic. Then came this. Then President Trump. The inside story as they rushed him into the White House bunker. There was concern on the part of the Secret Service that those protesters might actually uh, breach White House grounds. And runaway car exclusive. Okay. The woman behind the wheel speaks out. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Please for calm today in the wake of a weekend in which at least 140 cities saw protest, all in response to the death of George Floyd while in police custody. At least 21 states have called out the National Guard. Nighttime curfews are in effect in a number of places. And as Stephen Fabian reports, officials are hoping that they are ready for whatever may be to come. This was the scene in Times Square today as thousands protested the death of George Floyd. I can't breathe! I can't breathe! Scenes of mayhem and rage are transfixing America today. A fashionable shopping district in New York City was ransacked by looters. This Dolce & Gabbana store, one of the places hit hard here in Soho in Manhattan. You can see they ripped the plywood off the store front completely. There's a brick over there that it looks like was maybe used to break this window. But then if you peer through this hole, I'm going to have my cameraman look through there. You can see this store really emptied out, not a lot of merchandise left at all. This jewelry store was broken into through the front door. You see it's boarded up now, but look at those cases right there. No merchandise left. And this is 57th Street in the heart of Manhattan. Next to Trump Tower, high-end stores like Tiffany's boarded up against looters. It's happened across the USA. The targets, symbols of wealth and privilege. This Mercedes dealership in Oakland was set ablaze. The graffiti says, eat the rich. But police are also under fire for some questionable conduct. Look, a police officer in Seattle places his knee on a suspect's neck. It's a disturbing echo of the George Floyd uproar that has led to such tragic consequences. Fortunately, in this case, his partner jerks the cop's knee away after only just a few seconds. Two students were tasered and dragged out of their cars in Atlanta for breaking curfew. Two police officers involved have been fired. Get inside! 
As police cleared a street in Minneapolis, a family watching from their own porch came under fire with paintballs. Light him up! In Houston, a cop on a horse trampled a woman during a protest. Houston's mayor apologized on social media. And NYPD is under fire over this incident. Two police SUVs were pounded with projectiles, then lurched forward into the crowd. Fortunately, no one was seriously injured. The police commissioner defended the officers today. Organized crowds are intentionally trying to ambush police officers in cars. It's not being widely reported, it's a fact. Cops also find themselves in the line of fire. Where is she going? A 27-year-old woman was charged with allegedly hurling a Molotov cocktail at a police van with four cops inside. It didn't ignite. There are fears today that all this civil unrest and densely packed crowds could trigger a spike in COVID-19 cases, just as states are starting to reopen. These demonstrations, they could be an accelerator and provide new opportunities for COVID to spread. Dozens scattered for their lives as a tanker truck barreled toward a crowd of protesters on a Minneapolis highway. The driver was dragged out and had to be rescued by police. He was taken into custody. In Dallas, a man defending a favorite bar from looters with a machete was overpowered by a mob and beaten, including this cowardly kick in the head. A violent protest is no place for a child. This frightened little girl is crying out after she was pepper sprayed in Seattle. Protesters poured milk over her to ease the pain. And Kelly May Chauvin, the wife of the cop accused of murdering George Floyd, has just filed for divorce, citing irretrievable breakdown of the marriage. Meanwhile, Derek Chauvin was transferred to a maximum security jail and placed on suicide watch. In Beverly Hills, a 1 p.m. curfew went into effect today, all part of an effort to prevent some of the looting and violence that happened in locations around Los Angeles, particularly in areas that have come to symbolize the difference between the haves and the have-nots. Jim Murray has the latest. Looting now underway in Beverly Hills. Mayhem in Beverly Hills as looters storm the luxury clothing store Alexander McQueen and make off with thousands of dollars worth of goods. In upscale Santa Monica, devastating destruction as looters attack business after business. Hey guys, you see this? Extraordinary footage shows a woman using her body to try to stop looters, one armed with a hammer, from smashing their way into a sporting goods store. She's violently pulled away in this dramatic footage shot by Fox 11 in Los Angeles. Despite her efforts, looters make off with bicycles and backpacks. At Patagonia, they flee with surfboards. These looters make their getaway on a motorcycle. Bedlam at this van store. Looters pile out with shoeboxes. Watch this dude slip and fall. This guy grabs a shoebox, then tells a KCBS reporter why he's doing it. People need to start chaos in order to make their point across. Aerial shots show looters pouring out of Santa Monica Place Mall. One street over, I spotted people casually strolling with allegedly stolen goods. This guy proudly showed off his box to me. And this disturbing footage shows a man using an aerosol can to torch a San Bernardino DMV. Today I'm getting an up-close look inside a CVS that's utterly trashed. The alarm at this drugstore is still going off hours after the destruction. And as you look around, you can see this wasn't just looted. It was ransacked, items thrown from the shelves and destroyed. Yeah. 
This is just really sad. Local resident Scott Carlson chokes up as he joins other volunteers who grab brooms and started cleaning up. And look inside this popular sushi restaurant that was set ablaze. This restaurant should be well on its way to reopening after being closed during the pandemic. Instead, this is what the owner comes to find today. Fire retardant on the ground and the entire restaurant has been torched. Lisa Guerrero picks up our coverage. I'm on iconic Melrose Avenue here in Los Angeles where storefront after storefront after storefront is boarded up. Interestingly, a lot of these small businesses have left messages for the looters that say we forgive you. Black Lives Matter and we remember George Floyd. Not all of the action around the country has been destructive. There have been plenty of instances in which regular folks have stepped up to protect businesses, stop looting, and even come to the aid of police officers. And more than once around the country, law enforcement made clear they sympathize with the protesters. Across the nation, we're seeing police officers doing what they can to ease the tension, offering gestures of reconciliation. After this remarkable moment outside a police station in Des Moines, the protesters walked away peacefully. We spoke to Flint, Michigan Sheriff Chris Swanson, who has become a symbol of healing after he spontaneously laid down his riot gear. I took the helmet off and laid the batons down. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. You just saw tension just get relieved and, and the righteous anger and the protest of people was legitimized because somebody listened to what they said. We're seeing acts of courage from some protesters. In Louisville, these men linked arms to protect a police officer who got separated from his squad. Outnumbered and surrounded, you can see the concern on his face, but he's shielded until he can get to safety. This guy was breaking chunks out of a sidewalk in the nation's capital when protesters turned on him and handed him over to the cops. And in Los Angeles... This is not a black woman who's putting Black Lives Matter. She tried to stop two women from defacing a Starbucks. Don't spray stuff out here when they're going to blame black people for this, and black people didn't do it. Standing up for what's right as chaos grips the nation. These protests couldn't come at a worse time for business. For two months, most companies have been closed because of the pandemic. And June was going to be a chance to try to revive their operations. But thanks to the unrest, those plans in many places are being put on hold. Burned to the ground. Too many businesses across the USA are now facing utter destruction in the wake of civil unrest. Katie Bala is devastated as he is faced with the pile of rubble that was once his Minneapolis sports bar. He's a local firefighter whose lifelong dream was to own his own business. He poured his family's savings into launching scores. The grand opening was scheduled for spring, but pushed back due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And now he's left with nothing after it was vandalized, looted, and set ablaze. When I got here, it would just smoke everywhere, fire, and it would just... That's pretty bad. Bala's heart-wrenching story captivated the nation after it was featured on CBS This Morning. Donations are pouring in, and his GoFundMe page has already raised nearly $1 million. Several restaurants on this block have been reduced to rubble, including an Indian restaurant owned by father and daughter Ruel and Hafsla Aslan. Right there, that's our kitchen, main kitchen. This area, there's a main dining area. They were featured on Guy Fieri's Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives in 2016. You're going to love it. This is Gandhi Mahal. Now, it's a complete loss. 
At the height of the protest outside the White House, President Trump was moved for a time to the bunker, something that hasn't happened since 9-11. For the Trump administration, the unrest is just the latest challenge he's had to confront, and he's singling out one group in particular for much of the violence, Antifa. Here's Anne Mercagliano. As tensions reached a boiling point outside the White House, a dramatic scene was unfolding inside. President Trump, First Lady Melania, and their son, Barron, were rushed to the underground bunker out of an abundance of caution about their safety. The bunker is five stories below the White House. It was built to withstand a nuclear attack. The last time it was used was on 9-11. The Trumps remained in the bunker for under an hour Friday night. You saw fires uh, in, in, in uh, Lafayette Park. This is right across uh, from the White House. I, I got to tell you, there's no doubt that President Trump would have seen those flames from the windows of the White House. And John Carl is chief White House correspondent for ABC News and author of the new book, Front Row at the Trump Show. There's no question that the idea of the president being hustled uh, into an underground uh, a bunker during the course of this situation is exactly not what President Trump wants to project. Would you agree that he is hiding out on this issue and is that a good posture to be in? I would not. I would not agree with that at all. Look, I was on the, the phone with the president at least half a dozen times yesterday and every time I talked to him, he was telling me about a different action he had taken. In a conference call today with the nation's governors, the president accused most of them of being weak. You have to dominate. If you don't dominate, you're wasting your time. They're going to run over you. You're going to look like a bunch of and what you can hear is real anger on the part of the president. He is lashing out at the governors. President Trump is blaming much of the civil unrest on anarchists known as Antifa, vowing to designate it a terrorist organization. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next. Are you okay? Reporters caught in the crossfire. Getting shot. He's shooting at our crew. Then... Runaway car exclusive. Okay. The woman behind the wheel speaks out and healing a nation in chaos. The moments that bring us together. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Unless you were there, what you know about the protest around America, you know thanks to the work of journalists out in the field. But around the country, reporters have been injured, some apparently targeted, as they go about their job of keeping the rest of us informed. Reporters are finding themselves literally in the firing line. I'm here. Are you okay? I'm getting shot. I'm getting... Who are they aiming that at? Nice shooting at the photographer. Like directly at us. Directly at us. Why are they doing that? They're shooting at our crew. This TV reporter was hit by police pepper balls during the Louisville protests. She's not the only one in harm's way. Cops just shot my window out. The guy with the blood running down his face is a Minneapolis Star Tribune reporter. An LA Times reporter posted shocking video taken during the clashes in Minneapolis Saturday. We identified ourselves as press and they um, fired tear gas canisters on us at point blank range. I got hit in the leg. All right, guys, I got hit. Yeah, I got hit. Hold on. MSNBC TV personality Ali Velshi tweeted, I'm hit in the leg by a rubber bullet, but am fine. State police, supported by National Guard, fired unprovoked into an entirely peaceful rally. 
A reporter for Vice News says a Minneapolis cop pepper sprayed him while he was lying on the ground. I am press. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Also in Minneapolis, this photographer says she's permanently blind in one eye after being hit by what she thinks was a police projectile. My face exploded, she says. It's not just cops allegedly targeting reporters. Fox News reporter Leland Vittert says he was hassled by protesters outside the White House. This protester just took his mic. This 1010 Winds News radio reporter in New York was taken to the hospital after being hit by an object as he reported on a liquor store being looted. I heard someone yell out uh, from behind, snitch. Half second later, bam, something hit me. When we come back, we'll talk exclusively with a woman who says she was stuck on the highway in an out-of-control SUV. A terrifying moment as a woman calls 911 saying she's stuck in an out-of-control SUV. Our Paul Boyd spoke exclusively with the woman about her ordeal. Stop that car. Dramatic dash cam footage shows Ohio State Police desperately trying to get to a runaway SUV as it barrels down the highway. 20-year-old Emma Falk was driving from North Carolina to Ohio when she says the cruise control went out on her vehicle. Emma says she set her cruise control to 73 miles per hour and was driving down the highway. She says another vehicle pulled in front of her, and that's when everything went wrong. Her brake pedal stopped working, and even though she canceled cruise control, her vehicle kept accelerating. With her hazard lights flashing, her speeds topped over 90 miles per hour. Look as she came close to hitting that Jeep. What's going through your mind in that moment you start accelerating? The only thoughts that were really going through my head was, am I ever going to see my kids again? Listen, as 911 operator Becky Canavan calmly guides the terrified Emma through the nightmare. Emma, this is Becky. Take a hold of your emergency brake and see if it slows you down at all. Emma, does it slow you down at all? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we got her stopped. I was so thankful that it worked out how it was and that this young lady was safe. A spokesperson for Fiat Chrysler told Inside Edition, we're glad no one was hurt and that the e-brake was able to bring the vehicle to a safe stop. Further inspection is required to comment on the nature of this incident. Today, Emma is safely back home with her two kids and family, but don't expect her to be getting behind the wheel again anytime soon. You're okay. Relax, relax, relax. I'm terrified to drive. I will not drive for a long while. And we can't get slowed down. So scary. When we come back, images that are inspiring America during a time of unrest. Finally today, it is hard to watch what's going on in America without your heart sinking. But there are moments that are happening that remind us we will get through this together. A heart-wrenching scene as George Floyd's brother leads a prayer vigil at the makeshift memorial just steps away from where he died. My family is a peaceful family. My family is God-fearing. There have been other touching moments. Three women comfort each other, overwhelmed by it all. Father, we ask for forgiveness. And more tears as a diverse group of people in Houston pray in the rain. And this touching gesture 
a little girl doing her part to clean a looted Target store in Minneapolis. And across America, people took a knee. In Brooklyn, police officers and protesters came together in unity, a humble gesture in troubled times. And that is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts.